It's a pastor um, from Walker, Walker Baptist Church. Uh, and where, where is that church again? It's northwest of Rochester. Northwest of Rochester. And he's a good friend of pastors. And, and, uh, and so they've asked him to, to come and preach. So, Pastor, you bring us a message. Thank you. Well, it is good to be here tonight. My name is uh, Nick Russo. And this is a big pulpit. Wow, that's a blessing. Um, I am from, uh, like it, you said, I am across the border. Appreciate the uh, smoke you sent us a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was a blessing. Um, I'm here with my family, my wife, Sarah. Can you stand up for us? All right, she loves when we do that. Uh, my son, Samuel. There you are. Jonathan. Jonathan just graduated high school a couple days ago. Round of applause for Jonathan. Excellent. Valedictorian of his class. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Um, Abigail, Sophia, and Hudson. Praise the Lord. All right. We uh, traveled a number of hours. I appreciate my family. And uh, happy Father's Day. Um, what a, what a un- uh, special day it is here uh, and all that we're celebrating. Uh, but it is the Lord's Day, too. And... This is a day that uh, started a long time ago that we were going to establish that uh, on the first day of the week, we worship the Lord. And uh, we've been doing that for about 2,000 years now, and uh, we're going to keep that up uh, tonight. I've had the privilege of uh, being asked to come and, uh, and preach here tonight. And we have a Christian school back, at, uh, back home, and uh, we have about 40 kids in our school, very, very similar to this. I absolutely love Christian education. I... I, I love everything about it. I love the ability to take the Word of God and apply it daily into the hearts and minds of our young people. Man, what a difference that's going to make. Amen? If you're a family here and you don't normally come to church here, I have no idea because I don't know any of you. So uh, to me, you're all special guests. Um, but may I say this? If your family... Uh, Brothers, sisters, grandmas, grandpas, moms, and dads. Uh, Christian education is a big sacrifice. Um, the dedication to keep them here and what it takes to do this. And then also the pairing with, um, with the teachers and so much work getting done at home. Uh, from a, a school administrator, I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I know what that's like, and that is, that is a lot of work on you. Um, as the year concludes, I asked the kids in the hall, I had a chance to watch these guys just get ready. And uh, this is a whole load of cuteness right here. And uh, so they were outside, and, and I asked a couple of them, I said, when was your last day? And they said, Friday. Well, um, we had uh, last day of work was on Thursday. We had a half day on Friday. And man, that's exciting. You know what they want? They just want to get out of here. I mean, that is, uh, tomorrow is summer vacation. And I understand that, and I will not keep you long. But I, as I was praying and thinking about these things, Um, Matthew chapter number five tonight, Matthew chapter number five. If you have your Bible uh, open there, if not, I'm going to be reading you a few verses. We'll just look at a number of verses. I promise I will not keep you long. But I was trying to think as Christian education, the best advice I could give you is not my own advice. It's the advice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, uh, people give us advice in our life and they'll tell us good things and they'll, uh, they'll uh, uh, maybe help us with school. Hey, uh, don't wait till the last minute. Ever have someone tell you that? Ever 
prove that, and there you are that late night, all of a sudden the coffee pot comes on because you got a big report to do. And you learn, and hey, that's good advice. Maybe young people, little people, uh, the advice tonight, mom, dad, all they said was, just sit still. Just please, just sit still for us tonight. Good advice. But better than any of that advice, Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 is a sermon that the Lord Jesus Christ takes. He takes his disciples and uh, he's, uh, he's been baptized to Christ. Uh, he is, um, he's gone into the wilderness and come out. And what's happening now is he's about to start his earthly ministry full force, full throttle. He has the disciples here. And he pulls them off to the side and he says, hey, I want to I explain some things to you. And uh, that's where we find the Beatitudes, right? Maybe you're familiar with that. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. But we jump down to verse 13. And he tells them this. This isn't advice. This is just the truth of the matter. If you're a Christian here tonight, he compares you to two different things. And I want to help you, uh, whether you're a young people. Uh, so we have our kindergartners over here. We probably have, uh, for, uh, what, what grade are you in, young man? Yes, sir. Fourth grade. All right. And we got like high school in the middle here. And then younger ones over here. And probably, uh, what, what grade? Third grade. You're a big third grader, buddy. Awesome. Growing big up here in Canada. That's good. That's good. And you know, as we, as I'm looking at these young people, because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing young people, but I'm seeing our same young people. Because we have, a, again, a Christian school. We have kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And I look at them and I think, you know what? They need the exact same thing our, our young people need. And the Lord says these words to, uh, to the disciples. He says, hey, to help prepare you for some things, I want you to get these two thoughts in your mind. And as I'm talking to you, to you young people, I'm also talking to you adults out here. He says, I want these two thoughts in your mind. I want you to pay attention to these two things. He says this, I want you to be two things, and, and we'll follow this now. I want you to be salt, and I want you to be light. Let's pray, and then we'll uh, continue this, this message here tonight. Heavenly Father, we need you. Lord, I thank you for these young people. Months of effort, years of effort culminating tonight. Lord, I thank you for the dedication and the sacrifice that parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters have made. And God, I pray that you'd use these lives for your honor and glory. God, the best thing that we can do is put our life back into your hands. And God, I pray that you'd do that I pray that each one of these young people would do that here tonight. That God, that they would be reminded that they're part of something much bigger than any one person. And that's your cause. Lord, again, we thank you. Thank you for allowing us to meet here tonight. Thank you for these that are here. Thank you for the special guests. God, again, I ask that you bless the preaching of your word. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. He tells us these two things. He says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13, he says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth, it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. I like salt. Um, you guys do pizza up here, right? Good. All right. 
Anybody do anchovies on their pizza? No. All right. I like anchovies on my pizza. Uh, if I get just like pepperoni pizza, sometimes I, add, I know this is bad. I add salt to my pizza. Say, that's not good for you. No kidding. My doctor says it's not good for my blood pressure. So I got to regulate that. But I, salt, all salt does is enhance a flavor. There you are, ladies, maybe you're making a, uh, it's a cool uh, a winter day or something, and you're making that uh, chicken noodle soup, and you take a sip, and it, it has all the right ingredients, but it needs a little more, a little zip on it. So what do you do? You put a little salt in there, and it just takes all the flavors and just brings them out. Young person, you know what you need to be to this earth? Salt. See, that's a weird thing. Why would he compare us to a mineral? Because salt only works when it comes in contact with something. Salt only makes the pizza better or the soup better or whatever it is that you like, whatever you put it on, and when it comes in contact. If the, the thing is over here and the salt is over here, it doesn't do any good. And as a young person, here we are in a world that needs the Lord Jesus Christ. The best thing that you can do is to be salt. Say, what does that mean? That means when you come in close contact. Now, there's not going to be a lot of people that this happens with because salt is a close contact to somebody. And when you come in close contact with that person, when that, when that opportunity to be salt is, and when you're in the community or you're in the workplace or you're in the schoolhouse or in your neighborhood, and that opportunity comes for you to get close to somebody and share your faith, God says, here's what I need you to be. I need you to be salt. I need you to enhance everything that's, that you've touched. Say, how, how would I do that? I, I'm nobody. I'm, I, can I tell you tonight, I, I, I'm, again, as a Christian school administrator, and I'm listening to these words, and I hear about the Bible words, and man, that touches my heart. And geography award, awesome. I like math. But I heard that overcomer award. That touched my heart. Hey, this young person, again, I don't know the circumstances, I don't know the details, and I don't know all the things, but glory to God that someone, uh, someone met some difficulty and overcame. Hey, we ought to be rejoicing in that in our hearts. What happened? Salt happened. Say, explain. A teacher came by, or somebody came by, and brought the Lord Jesus Christ and met somebody close. That's what being salt is. It's taking the the principles of the Word of God and bringing it up right close. Maybe in a a classroom. Maybe in a friendship. But that's what God says He wants us to be. He says, and I ask this question, who are you coming in contact with? Whose life have you touched? Who are you being salt to? Oh, I'm salt to everybody. Hey, that's no good. You just spread that thing around, it's gone. It's got to be close contact. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech be always with grace. Always with grace, seasoned with salt. That's one of the hardest things ever, to be gracious all the time. Hey, how should I handle this situation? Well, like the Lord Jesus Christ told us, with grace. Hey, can I ask you tonight? Adults, are we being good examples of this to our young people? When met with confrontation, would we have won the Overcomer Award? 
When met with confrontation, would we have said, would God have said, hey, you know what? They handled that with grace. Seasoned with salt. Two things that we should be tonight. Number one, salt. That's when you come in close contact with somebody. You share the Lord Jesus Christ. You, you represent him. The second thing in our passage, as we read, not only does he say, you're the salt of the earth, not calling the disciples a mineral, but understanding the significance of that. Number two, he says, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and to give it light unto all that are in the house. If uh, I'm not going to ask the sounder, the AV guys to turn out the lights because that would just get creepy. But um, you, you killed all the lights in here tonight. And I took a candle and I lit it right here. You'd all be able to see it. What I love about light is every single time it defeats darkness. Light always wins. And he says this, not only are you the salt of the earth, but you're the light of the world. You know what that means? Hey, we're on the winning side. We're part of something much bigger. And again, uh, sometimes young people have a hard time, um, similar to adults, Sometimes we have a hard time just getting over ourselves. It's Listen, moms, dads, young people, it's not all about us. That's a, hard, that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes because we're kind of selfish people and we do kind of think the world doesn't revolve around us. And God says, no, you're the light of the world and you're supposed to reflect something. You're supposed to reflect the Lord Jesus Christ. See, here's how light works. It works good from a distance. If we're to be salt, those are those close relationships that we come in contact with and that we, uh, uh, as the Lord gives opportunity, we shine the light of Christ or we share the message of Christ with that. But secondly, we also shine the light of Christ. Hey, these lights are uh, a blessing. They're pretty bright and warm, just to let you know if you're up here. If you ever get a chance to be up here, my, my ears are like gl glowing. I can feel it. I want those back there. Because up close, it would be disturbing. If that, if this was that light, that's no good. The best thing to do is put a light high up because that sends forth light all around. Say, well, then why is he telling them to be the light of the world? Well, I'm not sure if you're aware, but this world is a pretty dark place. And the things that go contrary to the word of God Well, that's darkness. And he says, you need to shine his light from a distance. Yes, salt coming in close contact, but also light. Hey, what is your testimony? What are you known for? Maybe at the workplace or even at the schoolhouse. If we started going through and say, hey, tell me about this one. 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 You know what that is? That's your light. That's the perception that you give off. That's your testimony. That's how people perceive you. And you know what we ought to be? We ought to be reflections of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're kind of like the moon, as the Bible says. We have no light of our own. We just reflect the light of the sun. And that's what we ought to be, as light of the world. You know what? People ought to look at us, and you know what they should see? A Christian. Do you know why we're called Christians? Well, we go to a church. No, you're called Christians 
They were first called Christians. Why? Because their actions demonstrated a way that identified to them with Christ himself. And if I'm to be the light of the world, and if I'm to reflect Christ, you know what they ought to see? They ought to see Christ in me. That my actions, my words, my demonstration of love and grace and mercy towards others, my stand for what is right, ought to reflect Christ. You ought to be, you ought to be seen in this world. Number one, you ought to be salt. That's a close contact. But you ought to maintain a good testimony too. That from a distance, Christ can be seen. Again, we have no light of our own. So let your light shine that others may see Christ. Lastly tonight, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, it says this, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. As we were driving here, we didn't pass many cities. I don't know what, where we Honestly, I have no idea where we really even are. We were at the border and the, the nice man with the gun and all the things asked us where we were going. I didn't even know what to tell him. I, I, I said, uh, he, wherever we said, I don't know. And uh, he's like, how long are you going to be there? I said, I'll probably come back tonight. And as we're driving here, we're going past, uh, you guys got greenhouses out this way. I don't know what you do in your greenhouses, but you got, you got them. And, and windmills, you love, I don't you got them, whether you love them or not. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of things spinning in your sky. And a lot of agriculture, and it's beautiful. My wife and I were driving and looking around and saying, man, this is, this is pretty land out here. In the Bible, there's a law. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. So what does that mean? That means when you take a seed and you plant it in the ground. When I, I live next to, uh, at my house, uh, next to our house, is a 125-acre cornfield in it. And uh, they plant a corn. And uh, when you take one corn seed and you plant it in the ground, you don't just get one corn seed. You get a lot. Each ear of corn has, oh, probably a couple hundred corn seeds. And each stalk has two to three ears of corn. When the Bible says that they may see your good works, as young people, I want you to understand this. You may think like, uh, you know what? Life will mean a lot more when I turn 18 or when I get out of here. That's when I really... But do you understand that at this point in your life, what you're doing is you're planting seeds. I'm 30 years down the road from where you're at. I want to tell you, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, I'll just save you from turning there. There is a bounty that is abundant. I'm telling you, I'm reaping the benefits of in my life for planting seeds that were good, good decisions at 14, 15, 16, 17 years of age. I'm 30 years later and reaping the benefits of it. And it is bountiful. I'm thankful to have my whole family in church tonight. I get a chance to serve the Lord on a regular basis. Got no scars that, that the world has done. Hey, I want to encourage you 
that the decisions that you make, the good works that you're doing right now, come in full. Again, by our house, the guy that goes out and he plants the seed, they just have one truck and it just runs it and it takes them a day to just plant the seeds. But when they harvest it, they need dump trucks to get all that fruit out of there. And so it is in our life. You know, we plant some seeds in our life. And those things grow. And maybe you're reaping the benefits or the consequences of some decisions that you've made in your past. I had a man at our church this morning tell me, I wish I could go back to when I was 17. Knowing what I know now, I would have made some major decisions differently. Do you know what that gentleman said over here? I see a room full of potential. You know what that means? That means you guys have an opportunity to sow seeds. Oh, you're, you're planting seeds, but are you planting good ones? Are the things that are going to grow up in your life, hey, a decision for purity and uh, uh, stand firm in the faith, I promise you, you'll not regret those decisions. I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to make this my compass and it makes decisions for my life. You will not be sorry about those decisions. The advice that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us here tonight. Number one, to be salt. Number two, to be light. And number three, to do good works. Sowing and planting. If you're here out here tonight, you say, I I didn't make those good decisions when I was young. I wish I'm one of the guys that I'm one of the I'm one of the people I wish I could go back. Hey, you know what? Every single year behind or next to my house, they plant seeds. Every single year. And then every year they harvest it. Hey, start planting now. Start making right decisions now. Because there's going to come some time when you're going to get a chance to reap some of that. Hey, be salt. What does that mean? Being a good testimony. Right where you're at. Be light. That you maintain a a good view that people can see from afar off. But thirdly, what are you planting? I appreciate your attentiveness here tonight. I know I know. maybe if you don't normally come to church, this is a little bit different. But I wanted to commend you, encourage you, and at the same time challenge you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. Lord, I don't know what brings everybody together here tonight, but we do know it's no coincidence that they're here. Lord, thank you for the testimony and the, the faith of that young man to publicly make it known that he believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray if someone here tonight isn't saved, doesn't know that their sins have been forgiven, doesn't know that Jesus Christ paid the, paid the debt that they owed, Lord, I pray that tonight would be the night that they would put their faith and trust in you. God, I thank you for these young people. Thank you for the opportunity that they have. And Lord, I pray in their own hearts that they would make a decision tonight.
to be the salt, to be light, and that they would sow seeds of good works that in years to come they may reap the benefits of doing right by you. Thank you again for this time. We love you. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.